Welcome to Conversation with the Cancer, episode 16, and I am your cancer, and today I have a very special guest, someone I've been trying to get in touch with for a long time. Um, we were both just <laughs> discussing that everything happens for a reason, so it was meant to happen now, and uh, she's someone that I just noticed on the local scene a long time ago when I was really heavy into doing music and promoting and just trying to you know get with her and pick her brain, but now I have a podcast. And I get to pick her brain on different things, and we get to learn about her. So I would like to do introduce Miss Cream of the Crop. Please say hello to the people. Yeah, wait, let me clap for that intro. <laughs> and I want you guys that are listening or tuned in to pretend like there was 100,000 people clapping for me. Come on, stage, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming, though. Like, that's, that's in your pipeline. It's coming. 100,000 people <laughs> clapping when you walk on stage. Yeah, that's in your pipeline. I'm on your show. Oh, that's true, too. Let's put, that, let's put that out in the universe. I want that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But so, um, before I introduce myself, I want to say shout out to people who actually are nice to people on social media because you never know when you might meet them in person or you never know when they might email you and say, can you be my guest? Right. Like I'm all about... I'm all about giving the energy that you give me. And even if you give me negative energy, I try my best not to reciprocate that and just... That's what the block button is for. Mm, mm. No <laughs> negativity. I tell people all the time, I live a drama-free life, and I don't want yes. none of that. None of exactly. that. Exactly. So first and foremost, how are you? I am amazing. Honestly, as a person, I'm amazing. Um, today has been one of those overwhelming days, but other than that, you know, I'm amazing. I like to, like I said, I'm, I like to talk about positive stuff, so. Even if I could complain, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring your day down like that. <laughs> I heard an old man say something to me one day. Uh, can't kill nothing and nothing won't die. I said, what? Because I asked okay. him how he was doing. And I just, I've uh, never forgot that. He said, I can't kill nothing and nothing won't die. I said, uh, well, that's that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people had them random sayings that just be like, oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or okay. yeah, my great aunt has the one where you ask her how she's doing, and if she's okay, but not like great, she'll say fair to Mitley. And I oh. said, Well, what is that? She's like, I don't know. This is what my grandmother said to me, so I'm saying it to you. <laughs> Passing down stuff we don't understand, but it sounds good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we are still, well, I won't say we're done with it, but I think we're still in a pandemic. So from the mm -hmm. time the pandemic began until today. How have you been dealing with the pandemic and the things that you have business-wise? Okay. So for me, I would say that um, I'm on both scales of, or both sides of the pandemic where, because uh, I have multiple businesses. So mm -hmm. on one hand, one of my businesses was affected because we couldn't travel. We couldn't mm -hmm. do any entertainment events. You know, a lot of my clients are in are in the entertainment business so they didn't have anything for me to do so um and it's not like i could put something together for me to do so on that hand um it sucked <laughs> but i have always had my media outlet i don't want to say always because i had my regular business tt entertainment i've had that for 17 and a half years but my radio station um i've had that I think it's nine years. I've had my podcast for 12 years. So before everyone was doing like online interviews and streaming, um, 
you know, doing like we're doing now, like Zoom interviews. I was already doing that. So for someone like myself, I was embracing that portion of it because I was like, finally, everyone else is catching up to what we've already been doing. So on my on my radio station, we already had um, live shows we were doing on social media. That's we had two shows that we would do on Facebook Live and we would do stuff on Instagram Live. We were already doing that and everyone was looking at us like we were crazy. Um, And you know, everyone has a podcast now, everyone has a radio station or radio show now, and it's all digital. But when I started doing that, it was like, oh, that's not a real radio station. That's not a real, you know, media outlet. And now real media outlets and real stations are doing the things that we've been doing for nine years. So this was our time to shine. Mm -hmm. The downfall to that was you know, in the beginning, my team, we couldn't be around each other. Um, you know, just trying to do everything remotely with everyone in different areas. That was the only thing that was somewhat of a downfall. But to our advantage, the majority of my team for my radio station doesn't even live in Cleveland or Ohio. Mm. And so we've always operated separate um, outside of my team that I do have here. So for me, it was good and bad mm. <laughs> a mixture of both okay that makes that so makes I, sense yeah i lost i did lose a lot of money but on the other hand um i got to do a lot of creative things that i didn't have time for also last year was the first year in almost i would say it was the first year in like 17 or 18 years that i didn't travel outside of cleveland that was the first time i was in cleveland for a full year i've never been in cleveland for an entire year and a half without going somewhere mm. so yeah i never sat still that long so that was weird <laughs> having <laughs> having i don't for me it counted as having nothing to do even though i had a lot to do still but i never really had nothing to do like in my entire life like my life not just as an entrepreneur but just as a person i've never not had anything to do so that was weird but refreshing but weird <laughs> you know what they say you really learn when people are really learning who you can and cannot be around and how much free thought and free mind you have when you had to sit home for that full year because for everybody yeah. it had to be i don't know anyone it wasn't rough for yeah well honestly it depends because some people were excited like people that are really introverted they loved it i would say um i always call myself like in extroverted introvert like I don't mind being by myself and doing things alone like I work well alone but I also like being out and about but I don't have to have 10,000 people around me or with me to be out and about so I don't know what that counts as but (laughs) (laughs) I mean if you you, like you said you're used to traveling used to being on the move so and you had to sit still and he was losing money. Like that was that was the toughest part for me. Not only sitting still, not only losing money, but just not being able to just get up and go somewhere. Yeah. That was driving me crazy. Yeah. It was it was just weird. You know, like I said, I I've always been busy my entire life. Like I was one of those kids who had um 
I had practice over here. I had rehearsals over here. I had to go here. I had all these things to, I've always been busy. I've always had stuff to do. You know, I went to performing arts school as a kid. And I also went to, um, I attended um, classes for kids that were really smart. So I've always had stuff to do. I've always had like a planner, some type of agenda. So, like I said, for the first time in my life, I really had nothing to do, mm. but you know what I mean? So that's why it was weird for me. It wasn't weird having to sit with my family, um, but it was the first time that I had really been around them and didn't have anywhere to go. Um, but that wasn't the part that was weird. It was really just weird. that I had nothing extra to do and I didn't know how to not do anything. Like I've never just sat still sat still and said okay it's all about me mm-hmm. and what i just relax and do nothing and i was like wait what <laughs> people do mm. this this is this isn't at first it didn't feel good um and i had to keep telling myself the entire world is sitting still it's okay it's okay it's, it's okay <laughs> everyone else is sitting still too so right um but but I I was really appreciative of that time because I was always so busy. Um, I, I like I said, I'm a very creative person. I've never had time to do most of the creative things that I want to do. So I was able to work on a lot of things that had been in my books and tablets and journals and planners that I wanted to do that was really creative. So um, I really appreciated being able to work on those things. So it's, you know, it's your perspective and how you see everything. Facts. It's always your uh, <laughs> perspective. So let's yeah. let's let's go back to the beginning. I'm not talking about when you first crawled or you walked or the first time you had your first piece of watermelon outside on the porch and it got on your shirt. I'm talking about. <laughs> You said you are an entrepreneur. And that's yeah. how I found you because someone on Facebook was on one of your posts and you were giving them some free game. I said, oh, she seems helpful. So <laughs> I know at one point you had a t-shirt business. Do you still have your t-shirt? I, I do. That honestly, you really do know who I am. Listen, I do my I did my research. So <laughs> um, let's talk about that. So let's talk about you knowing what you wanted to do, how you got to that and how it evolved into the t-shirts and everything. Um, like I said, honestly, I always tell people this. I, I genuinely think that I had a planner in the womb and I came out and I told my mom, okay, my feeding is going to be at this time and then this time and then you're going to change my diaper this time. Like, I literally <laughs> feel like I've always... <laughs> I feel like I've always been a planner. Like I wasn't one of those kids that my family or my mom or anybody had to motivate me to do stuff. I've always been self-motivated. And um, so that just translated over to me being an entrepreneur. And I try my best to pick out little things. People ask me these questions all the time. Like, how do you do it all? How do you do this? How do you stay motivated? I'm genuinely this type of person like this is who I am naturally. Um, and now people aren't like this naturally. So I try to figure out ways to give them tips and pointers and things like that. Um, but uh, a friend of mine, I'm trying to think, how did it even start? Like from the beginning, 
Um, I think a friend of mine needed some t-shirts. He was an artist and our first t-shirts were handmade because it wasn't like it is now where you could get t-shirts printed everywhere and anywhere back then. T-shirts were for like corporate companies. You know, you had to be like the mall or, you know, a brand. Daffy Dance. I was going to say that you had it even before I even found out about Daffy Dance. And I'm glad you brought them up because I was going to bring them up. That was the first. Well, no, it was Zazzle and then Daffy Dance. Those are the first two companies that I started using to print my shirts. But, you know, back in the day, if you didn't have a family reunion, Mm -hmm. normal people weren't getting their own shirts made. Or if you weren't going to Sly's Airbrush or going to Six Flags to get Airbrush T-shirts, most people didn't have their own T-shirts. So we were actually going to Michael's and buying um, fabric paint and painting designs on shirts. Wow. And I started selling them like that. I would, you know, package them up really pretty and I made the tags and I started, you know, I had receipt books and, you know, I've always been about my business from day one. And so I started, we didn't have any models. So I started taking pictures in the shirts mm-hmm. and that, I don't know why, but people started thinking I was a model and they were booking, asking me to do stuff for them. And I'm like, I I just do this for me. I don't (laughs) model, you know, I didn't see myself in that way. Like, however people view my looks, I don't see myself like that. I, so I'm just going to put that out there. I don't view myself as like, oh, I'm so whatever everyone else sees. I'm just me. But anyway, um, People kept asking me to model stuff for them. And I was just like, that's not what I do. But I just kept getting those requests. So I started doing that. And that kind of like pushed the t-shirts even more. But that's how I got into managing. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that now, but that's the beginning. That's really how um, the t-shirts came about. But I've always had, you know, little businesses when I was a kid that's always been in me. (laughs) So, yeah, I do want you to talk about uh, your management, but did you ever go to that T-shirt place in Tower City? Remember they had a little airbrush place in Tower City? I can't remember the yeah, name of it. that's Sly. That's Sly? Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah right fly. by where they used to make the ices in the back. I said, like, oh, I had, I got a T-shirt spray paint. Yeah, yeah, that's Sly. <laughs> Shout out to Sly. He lives in Florida now. Oh, does and, he? Yeah, you know, he was responsible for a lot of people, like MGK, Miss mm-hmm. Crazy T. He doesn't get the um accolades that he deserves but yeah that's like that's what i was talking about <laughs> yeah i gotta get miss crazy t on here too i want to get her and nina nicole all of the you know remember the ladies of the land you remember ladies of the yeah. land right that's yes. i'm trying to run through but you know it's hard to get a hold yeah. of people but, i was yeah. always with them people thought i was a mm-hmm. rapper because i used to mm-hmm. hang out with them i was like i don't that's- rap that's probably how I found you because I can't remember her one name, but she used to do hair. She was in Ladies of the Land and she used to twist Ms. my hair. Miss Moon. Moon. Oh, I can't believe I forgot her name. And me and her were cool. And yeah. so I used to talk to her about music. So that's probably how I discovered you was probably through Miss Moon. So yeah. Yeah. I was work. I was doing stuff with everyone back then. Like I was look overextending myself. <laughs> when, when we when we talk about like Cleveland staples or people we know on a, on a local tip, just just that they're not known on a national level. And we talk yeah. about in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. You one of the people we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Because really, you know, so I, well, I, let me not speak for everyone, but for me, I'll bring you up. Like you don't know, Miss Cream of the Crop is like so. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, you you working hard. You've always been working hard. Oh, so, so you said you got into management. Who did you start managing first that made you want to get into management? Um, it wasn't like a want. Okay. It was more so like it just happened. Um, just like what you were saying. Like again, I don't really think of myself the way that everyone else everyone else thinks of me because there are a lot of people out here that's like oh my god you're cream and I'm just like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean so um I was at an event and um it was a music event there's someone from my job at the time when I was working in corporate um someone was like hey I'm singing at this place and just for people to know like I had a full-time job and I was running my business full-time on the side so I had two full-time things but anyway um She's like, I'm singing at Sunset Lounge. Can you come see me sing? And I said, okay, cool. And I had my own little section. And this uh, rapper came up to me and he knew who I was. And he was just like, oh my God, you're Miss Cream of the Crop. He's like, I got my mixtape in the car. This is back in the day when you get your mixtapes out the car. (laughs) He's like, I got He's like, I got to get my mixtape out the car. Can I please give you my mixtape? Like, I've really been looking for a manager. And he kind of said the same thing that you said. He's like, I've really been wanting to meet you, but I haven't had a chance to even meet you. He's like, I follow you. I think then it was like, I don't know if it was Twitter, whatever social media thing it was back then. He was just like, I follow you. And I really just, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. And he just, the next day I woke up and had all these messages from him. He's like, did you listen to it? What did you think about it? Can we set up a meeting? You know, I'm looking for a manager. And then we had a meeting and he's like, would you manage me? And I was just like, uh, wow. uh, you know, and he brought his friend and somehow it went from me, um, starting out with managing him to me managing him and like this group, like all of his friends, like they all did music and somehow some way they kind of jumped in on his opportunity and inserted themselves in the situation. So I had a whole team of people that I was managing. And then it went from having artists to models because I think I was looking for models for like some projects or something. And then they, they were saying the same thing. Like, I really, I don't know what I do online. I'm just, I would just say this. I'm grateful that my family raised me to be the person that I am because I really feel like what I put out, I attract the type of people that I want to have around me. Not saying that I've never had negativity or negative people come around me or people try to bring me down, especially here in Cleveland, because that's a Cleveland thing to do. Mm. But just focusing on the positive, I will say that for the most part, a lot of people are actually pretty excited to meet me. Even till this day, after all these years, it's still weird for me, but not in a bad way. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so a group of girls is like, oh my God, I'm so excited to come and audition for you. Like I've followed you for, I've followed your modeling and you've inspired me. I've always wanted to meet you because you've always been like a thicker girl and I didn't think that I could do it. And you're short. I don't fit this mold, but you're doing your thing and I really look up to you. So then that's how I ended up having like all these models because, you know, I just inspire all these girls that didn't look like, you know, tall, skinny white girls. 
Right. No disrespect to them, but they didn't look like those girls. And right. I was just like, hey, we can find things for you guys to do. Um, so I had I went from my T-shirt brand of handmade T-shirts and that was doing really, really well to a huge team of like maybe like 10 people. That's really how it happened. It wasn't like some secret formula. It was just me being myself, putting myself, believing in myself and just pushing my brand and um, people just paying attention to me and what I was doing. And they just wanted to join my team. Okay. I mean, everybody has a a start story or beginning story, but you are being very modest and you're saying things like, I don't think of myself like that. You better appreciate (laughs) the way people see you and perceive you and love you. Oh, I'm grateful for it. Like I, I, that's why I said, that's why I paused in the middle of my story and was just Mm -hmm. like, I'm grateful that people see me like that. And I, that's why I said, I just appreciate my family for raising me the way that they did. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and having me turn out to be the human being that I turned out to be, because I feel like that's one of the reasons that I attract people to me. Right. Um, and I'm great. I'm grateful for that. Like I'm a very humble person, but make no mistake. Like I miss cream of the crop, which stands for the best of the best. Like I know how hey, dope I am. Right. <laughs> right. I know what I bring to the table. I know right. what I have to offer. Um, but within that greatness and dopeness i'm also humble enough to be uh to have gratitude um for the people who do appreciate what i do bring to the table so right so (laughs) let's 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 get into some other things that i want to talk about and address about you so with all that being said and it well let me ask you this do you rather be behind the camera like like her but not seen is that is that something you strive for in the beginning in the beginning, okay, so let's go back to what you said about you better you better uh, live in that moment, live in your greatness, yeah, know who you are. Yes. In the beginning, I had such a huge team. Okay, how can I put this? I am, by default, a very nurturing person. That's just who I am. Like, I think a lot of times when people see me online, they see the business cream, they see the go-getter cream, and people either get two things from me. They either think, some people are afraid to talk to me because they don't know if I'm mean. (laughs) Um, Because I am very, um, I don't know, I'm just a go-getter. Like, that's just, I'm very serious about what I do. I'm very serious about, um, professionalism like I'm very I'm very into professionalism I'm very serious about getting things done and when I'm in work mode I am in work mode but the other side of me is like I said earlier you know if it weren't for COVID I'd be giving people hugs like I'm a hugger Mm -hmm. I embrace people I am very supportive and I'm one of those people where if I believe in you I believe in you until you give me a reason to no longer believe you like I'm that person if you say cream I have this podcast that I want to work on and I want to work with you and we sit down and we go over everything I'm going to do everything to get you exactly where you want to be and if that requires me to be behind the scenes because you're supposed to be the star then I will do that 
And that's how I was in the beginning. I didn't have that balance of appreciating myself while helping others. So I was giving more of myself to everyone than I should have. And I, it was bad. Um, and then I had to take a step back and realize that it was okay to be self full. I thought that I always had to be selfless. And I realized that people don't appreciate that as much as you want them to. And in the, in, in being selfless all the time to everyone, you start giving more and more of yourself and you're getting less and less of that reciprocated. And you realize that you have to start making people work for your time. You have to start making yourself not as available to everyone in order for them to appreciate your presence and who you are and what you bring to the table. I had to learn that. So now I have a balance between being exactly who I'm supposed to be for myself and what other people need me to be for them. So to answer that question, I find a healthy balance between being behind the scenes and behind the camera when I'm supposed to. But if the time calls for me to be in front of the camera, oh, it's go time. I'm ready. I was born ready for either role. I, I like that. I like when, when people realize about themselves, how to improve themselves so they can be better for everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing wrong with being selfish. I always tell people self-preservation is like, if you don't take care of you, ain't nobody else going to take care of you. So having your mind right so you can move your body and be where you need to be, it's important. So I'm glad that you was able to have that realization because I didn't get that realization until I was probably like 33. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop giving the F and just do what I want to do and be happy. And by me being happy like that, mm -hmm. it's easy for me to be happy for other people and embrace the things they have going on. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So a lot of people mm -hmm. always want to please someone else, want to be known for something, want to have the most followers. Like, you don't need that in life. What you need in life is to be happy so you can do what you want in life and chase the things that you want in life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so for you, mm -hmm. I just love hearing that. So t-shirts management and now you have brands you are part of brands brands that you've built so let's talk about yeah. building building brands like how do yeah. how do you so i guess it's a two-part question so i'll ask the second part after you answer this so you built you building a brand what was in your mind like what were you trying to accomplish like you're like all right i know how to manage a little bit you know I'm into mm -hmm. t-shirts. I know how to sell things and grab people's attention. So was that just something you thought that was next for you was to build a brand? Um, well, let, let me, I, I want to say this to people too, because I think a lot of people leave out bits and pieces of how they got where they are. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before I get here, I want to, I, I like to be upfront and honest because when you're sitting at home and you're watching other people flourish, Right, and you aren't flourishing. Preach on it. The the speed and the level in which they're flourishing, you get down on yourself. You mm -hmm. even do two things: you get down on yourself, and then you resent that person, and they have no idea that you don't like them or you're mad at them. And it's not something that they did to you. So I want to put this out there before we go forward with our interview because I experienced this in Cleveland. 
there are a lot of people that feel some type of way about me. And I think it's because of the things that they see me do and the things that they've seen me accomplish. I want a lot of people to understand that you only get one LeBron James, one Kobe Bryant, one Patti LaBelle, one Beyonce. I think they get the picture. You only get one of those types of people. And you can either be team LeBron, team Kobe, team Michael Jordan, or you could hate them for the talent that was given to them that they decided that this is what's given to me. It comes easier to me than other people, but you can't be upset at Steph Curry for his, the way that he shoots the ball. Like that literally is natural talent. And he's taken that natural talent and um, built upon that by practicing and doing whatever it is that he needs to do to keep himself conditioned to be the natural athlete that he already is. So for me, this is who I am and this is how I was brought up. So I have people in my family that I looked up to or continue to look up to and have looked up to, to get me to where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born in a family that was in the entertainment business. So it wasn't something that I just woke up and had to really go out and find people to look up to. I had that in my family already. I just had to put in the work. I just had to do the work. I did my research. Um, but, you know, my mom, my dad, they were all in performing arts. My mom's whole side of family, they're, they're all in performing arts. They do something in entertainment. So this is, this is in my blood. So I just want to say that um, to be fair, because I think a lot of people don't say that. You know, like a lot of people got upset at Kylie Jenner because she's like, She's self-made. You might be a hard worker, but you're not self-made when you're walking around with the last name Jenner. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that makes that makes doors open a little bit easier for you. I'm not saying the doors open easier for me, but I'm just saying that the mold was kind of there when it came to um, managing a team or doing things in the entertainment business because I had people that I could look at and see what they were doing and how they handle things to figure out my own path and how I wanted to get there. So I just want to say that first, to be fair. Um, right, right. But real quick, though, the Kardashians and the Jenner, they never tell anybody how they get their bags or how they get to this next level, what they do to build their brand. They just they just come out with a product or, quote, yeah. unquote, they steal from a black person to make it their own. You know what I'm saying? They never just they just come out with these ideas and never tell anyone how they got it. And so that's why people have so much resentment for them. Yeah. But, and it's. Are, would you come out and tell someone that <laughs> I mean think about it think about it and then we'll get off of them but if the majority of my ideas aren't ideas they're just things I saw black women do and I knew that I had the skin tone the backing to do what they're doing basically for free mm -hmm. would I want to tell someone that that's where my idea came from no I'm just gonna put it out there right right call it my own <laughs> <laughs> that's true i just I, that's my yeah. one thing that i wish they would do not necessarily this is where i got it from because they absolutely yeah. should but you should yeah. be trying you you got so many women who love y'all y'all should be yeah. trying to teach these women how to get it instead of just coming yeah. out with these products and asking for the money but yeah yeah and that's true and i think that women like me and entrepreneurs like me Seeing people do that is the reason why the majority of us, or at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I probably give away too much free game 
But one of the reasons that I do give people information is because, excuse me, um, like when we were younger, it was like, be like Mike, be like Oprah. We aspire to be like all of these uh, wealthy, strong black um, figures, strong black figures. But no one ever told us really how Oprah became Oprah. No one really told us how, you know, Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. It was just like, Oprah's the richest black lady and we all aspire to be the richest black lady or mm-hmm. people aspire to be her significant other, like the Dave Chappelle skit. So that's one of the reasons that I'm forthcoming with some of this information is because the people that they told us to look up to when we were younger weren't giving us this. They weren't telling us. They were just saying, be like Mike. And we were like, oh, okay. But most of us knew we couldn't be like Mike because we couldn't, no one was Michael Jordan. So you just looked up to him because you, you know, we didn't know how to get to be Oprah Network wealthy. We just knew that we needed to look up to her because she was rich. It was like all these lists of rich black people or accomplished black people that they told us, look up to them. And that was it. There was no other information. So anyway, um, as far as my brand, I just knew that that was the next step in my career as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever you want to call it. I just knew that building a brand was something that needed to be solidified because you want to make um, earned income and you also want to have streams of income and building a brand is where your streams of income come from. So that was just something that during my research, I'm a reader. Um, I like going to school. I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm kind of nerdy like that. So I like learning <laughs> new things. <laughs> you know, I like learning new things. And I just realized that um, a lot of people don't understand that it's the entertainment business. Being an entrepreneur is a business. And when you start a business, you are a brand and you have to brand yourself and carry yourself as such. So I just knew that that was the next step in my career as um, an entrepreneur and as a business owner was branding myself and branding my products and branding my businesses. And uh, yeah, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, it, did. it absolutely, it absolutely did. And uh, in, the, in the event when we when we finally do meet in person, uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a deeper dive into why I think why black kids our generation was raised a certain way and told a certain thing because i think our parents and all parents they needed therapy they never got it so it was just they their parents work nine to five so they told them go to work get a job you see that person be like them you know what i'm saying but we'll get into that another time but building building a brand well i appreciate my mom wasn't that type of person Mm -hmm. my great aunt she was nine to five but my Mm -hmm. mother was all about allowing me to be creative in who I am. So she supported me being an entrepreneur. So that's great. That's I'm wonderful. grateful for that. <laughs> I think I think more Go parents ahead. need to em- embrace what their kids want to do. I'm I have a six year old and uh I try to embrace yeah. anything she wants to do and I'm putting her in a bunch of things to see what she likes and what sticks and what she don't like that's fine with me. We'll find something you like so you can do it and be happy with it. So that's how I was raised. Yeah, that's that's the way mm-hmm. I want to raise my child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, you build a brand, 
And you also are an mm-hmm. author. Yes. So, so let's, I'm let's working on my it. second ebook right now, too. Okay. I'm working on my first. I'm working okay. on two. So I'm trying to build a brand. I really am. So we'll talk yeah. about that, you know, offline another day. But so your natural order of progression when you build a brand, did you say a yeah. book is next or that's just something you felt in that instinctively like this is what I want to do? I know people are going to be so upset at me for all my, some of my answers, like literally things fall into my lap Mm. and I figure out if it fits into what I'm doing right now, or if it's something that I need to table and put on the shelf. So going back to your previous question or whatever our previous discussion was, when you were talking about, when I was talking about, when you were asking about being in front of the camera or behind the camera, right? When I first started doing things, I was attracting things to me and I would give those things away Mm. to the people around me. So if you were to say, hey, Cream, I want to do this interview with me, I would then say, hey, guys, I got this interview booked for I would the old me would say, hey, I have this artist, this model, da, 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 da. would you consider interviewing them too? So I spend the most of the time setting up stuff for them and then forgetting that we you originally wanted to interview me. So um, I was giving away a lot of the blessings and opportunities that were coming to me to other people. And when I started being more selfful, that's what I call it, um, mm-hmm. I started taking advantage of the opportunities that were falling into my lap. And if it fit what I was doing in the moment, then I would take advantage of those and add it to my brand and just go full steam ahead. So um, I, the ebook that I put out wasn't my first rodeo as an author. Like I, like I said, I went to performing art school and I was in creative writing and I actually have a, few published works already from when I was a kid but I've done so much stuff that I've actually forgotten about a lot of things that I've done I've done um so yeah it was just something that came around and it fit where what I needed in that moment as far as like um expanding my brand uh showing my expertise because one of the main things that you have to do when you're an entrepreneur especially if some of the things that you offer aren't tangible you have to let people know why you are an expert in your field so an ebook was just the next thing to solidify me as an expert in what I do mm, mm, mm. see when I hear things like that that lets me know I'm on the right wavelength because <laughs> um I travel a lot and I eat every Saturday is my cheat day. So every Saturday I go somewhere okay. new and I tell all my friends about it and I take pictures and I'm like, I should just write a, a, a book about this. Like I should just give yeah. this to the people like charging $5 for a, a PDF or ebook. Like, you know, just yeah. that, you know, because I started with or charge them $10, not five. I mean, I'm going to do two of them. $5, $5 is cool. But ten dollars is even better, better because it yeah. lets me know that you serious you about value. It. Yeah, it lets me know that you value the time that you put into going to these restaurants and taking pictures and doing reviews. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. <laughs> I might charge them eleven fifty now. You know what? <laughs> You're right. So I I think that's I think that's important when you when you're building a brand and you take your natural progression to your next step and you start doing other things like so when you were 
becoming an author and you you mm-hmm. selling your book, did you ever feel like like I need to take time and slow down and appreciate what I'm doing, or did you put it out and immediately start working on your next thing? Um, it didn't. Well, the thing is, is that it didn't come out immediately. It was something that I had been working on behind the scenes, and um, it gave me time to plan out everything around what I was already doing. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a planner. So Mm -hmm. nothing that I do just happens. Almost everything that I do is planned out and it's very strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few things that do happen just like, oh, okay, let me just do this right now. But for the most part, almost everything that I do is planned out Mm -hmm. because my main goal is to live within my purpose. And talk about always make sure that I'm living within my own purpose and if I'm able to live, and I don't, I don't want to say if, when you or I or anyone lives within their purpose, they're able to pour into other people because you are already living in your purpose. You can't pour from, from an empty cup. I can't be an expert in my field and consult you and help you manage your brand if I don't know who I am. Mm. So I just follow my, the purpose my own purpose. I follow my path and my purpose. And based on the path inside of my purpose, that's when I put things out. Does it make sense for my brand? Does it make sense for the people who I know are watching me, even people who don't interact with me? I know people are watching every single thing that I do. Does this fit within my purpose? And then does it fit within my brand? Does it make sense? If it does, let's do it. If it doesn't, I'm not going to do it. It has to be authentic. I'm authentically myself. I don't want to be anybody else. This is who I am. Listen, you in the pool pit right now. You preaching because that now you sign, <laughs> now, now I know me and you are supposed to know each other because that's how I speak. That's how okay. I talk. Like, that's how I move. Like, like I told you earlier, like my happiness, me going to therapy is so important. It, able, it helps me to be what I want to be and be what I need to be for anyone else who's in my life that wants me a part of their life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My best friend who is my editor, she's somebody I talk to by starting a podcast. When I do my videos on my other YouTube channel, I always mm-hmm. consult her and I have to take her feedback and being able mm-hmm. to be happy in my mind is receiving her feedback. She doesn't say, yeah. oh, that looks okay. It could be better. No, she'd be like, no, that looks stupid. Or I don't really like how that looks. You should change it up or you should word it this way. And I mm-hmm. think I have the perfect wording, but she'll come in and I'll be like, oh, that does make sense. not only am I pouring into her but she's pouring back into me because she's happy in her life and we're happy with our our you know our back and forth so I'm 100% with you with that like you got to be able to wake up in the morning and smile so when you see the first person you see you can give off that energy and they'll give it back Mm -hmm. well you hope they'll give it back but even they don't you gave off that positive energy exactly and that's why you have to live within your purpose and be authentically yourself because that allows you to be able to receive or deflect someone else's energy. Mm-hmm. If you if you aren't where you need to be, it makes it easier for you to absorb someone else's vibes, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. negative vibes. Now you mm-hmm. just ruined your whole day because you didn't really have the energy or the knowledge to deflect someone else's negative energy and vibes. You absorbed it 
and you gave it back to them. But when you know better, you do better. So if someone's coming to you with negative energy, now you know how to move around and not allow yourself to reciprocate that negative energy back towards them. Because not everything needs a response. Not everything needs um, an argument. But before we finish, I do want to say congratulations to you for going to therapy. I don't know you know you like that, but as a Black man and a Black woman, I'm proud of you for doing that. And I love to hear Black men going to therapy, wanting to be a better person for not just themselves, but for their family and the community. And I just want to commend you for that. So thank you so much from a Black woman for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, it was, I'm going to give you a little background on that real fast. So um, I was one of the people who always believe in therapy is not for us. That's for the white people or other people, <laughs> you know, and I'm from a, a Christian family. So, you know, everything was either sweep it under the rug or just pray, it, pray it off, pray it off. Mm. So um, I had broke up with my girlfriend I was with for maybe like two or three years. And I thought she was the one I was spending the rest of my life with. And we were living together. So I moved out of the house. I had nowhere to go. I wasn't working. So I had to go back to my mom's house. And then I started talking to a woman that I always wanted to talk to when we used to work together back in 2010. Because me and my girlfriend, we broke up, I think, like 2016, 2017. Ex-girlfriend, excuse me. And so I didn't know I was depressed. I was depressed while I was in a relationship with her. And I didn't know that. So I'm at my rock bottom, not only in my back of my mom's house, but I don't have my girl anymore. And I'm talking to a new woman and I really like her, but I don't know how to give myself to her because I'm not over my last situation. And she can right. tell, but I didn't know how to express it. So she stopped talking to me and I had lost my car at the time because I was, I don't have no job. And I was just so upset all the time. And I was talking to my sister who lives in Minnesota. She was like, you should go to therapy. And it just clicked. Like, mm -hmm. It wasn't like I had the epiphany. It was something she said. And I was like, I don't know. She was like, well, you should just. And so I started doing research. And then I had got state insurance. And it was like, well, therapy is free. So it just started clicking like that. The only thing I didn't do that my sister recommended to me was get a black person, get a black therapist. I didn't want to wait. It took me three months to get a therapist. So once they assigned me someone, I just took them. So... But that's probably the best thing that happened to me in my 30s was um, outside of my daughter being born, I was 30, my six-year-old um, was therapy because I didn't know I needed it. And I didn't know I was depressed and I didn't know how much resentment and anger I was harboring and the way I was treating my mother because I felt like I was way too old to be in the house with my mother, but I didn't like, you know, just, so I, I encourage everybody. Yeah. Get Everyone, if you can get therapy. Wow. These this is what they're there for. People think you can't talk to a stranger. You absolutely could. Cause if you're going out on a date, that's a stranger. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. you at the gym, exactly. you're talking to a stranger, you know? So I think it's necessary for everyone. I think if your kids need that's to get your amazing. kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. My kids go to therapy. My family believes in therapy. We're, we mm. go to therapy, but it sounds like you have some amazing black women around you, your editor, your sister, your mom. Mm -hmm. That's shout out to you for that. Cause a lot of people don't have that. A lot of black men don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to understand that we're all one community mm -hmm. and we have to uplift each other a lot more than we do. And that includes suggesting going to therapy. And when someone does go to therapy, that includes congratulating them and letting them know that you're proud of them for making that decision because that affects the entire community because you're raising a young black woman and mm -hmm. how you treat her 
is going to reflect the type of people that she allows in her life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> my, my six-year-old yeah. tells me she loves me more than I get the chance to tell her I love her. I'm like, let's get ready to say that. She just said it 10 <laughs> times already, but so it's amazing. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. So this, this podcast yeah. is called conversation with a cancer. And I asked all my guests this, so yeah. no exception to the rule. What is your experience with right. a cancer man or woman, positive or negative? Well, my mom's a cancer. Her birthday is July 14th. Okay, moms. <laughs> my youngest son is also a cancer. His birthday wow. is June 28th. So I have a June cancer and a July cancer. Wow. And um, I've had a, f- a few friends along the way that were cancer. My, but my closest experience with cancer is my mom and my son. And I will say that you guys are the most sensitive asses mm. that I've ever met in my life. Mm. <laughs> you guys can be very, you guys are, it's weird because you guys are very loving. Um, you're very sensitive and your people belong to you. Like <laughs> your people are yours. But on the flip side, I don't understand how you guys can be that nice. I mean, well, that sensitive and that caring, but then be asses at the same time. Ah, That's my experience. Me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, as much as I want to deny what you said, that is very true about me to the team. I am, I have embraced my sensitivity and my emotion at my tender age of 36. And, uh-huh. I, and I know I'm an asshole and I try my hardest not to be an asshole all the time. Like, but that's who I am and I embrace it, but I, I can turn yeah. it on and off. You know, I, I'm well in control of it, but that's definitely me, you know, and I yeah. think it's, and it's like, it's not like you guys go out of your way to be asking to people. It's not like, cause like my son will stand there and hold the door for everyone. Mm-hmm. But then if he doesn't care about something, like he literally doesn't care and he'll let you know, like, I, that I don't really care about this. I don't really <laughs> want to hear about your kittens. <laughs> but it's like he said, he's like so nice when he says, like, I don't really care about, I don't really want to see pictures of your cats and I don't care about their names. It's like, okay. But he says it, it's like that's so assy, but he doesn't say it in a rude way. But he'll, and that's just an example. We'll just say something like that, like, yeah, okay. Like, I really don't want to see pictures of your cats. I don't really want to know their names, but no. how old is your son oh he's not telling you (laughs) i'm not because he'll hear this he already he already brags because he's a part of one of our shows and his favorite see this is the other acid part (laughs) he's a part of one of our live shows and his favorite thing to say is that he's the most handsome and the youngest on the crew so Mm. We never even talk about his age because he just brags like, yeah, that's what he says at the beginning of every one of our live shows. He's like, I'm the most handsome and I'm the youngest. And we're <laughs> like, so you have to say that every show? He's like, yes, I have yes. to remind him. Yes, that's, that sounds like me. Like, okay, <laughs> I would tell him myself. So I don't like the word cute when it's being referred to me. I'm a man. I don't do anything cute. I don't wear cute outfits. I'm not a cute individual. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. say, 
said you something else. So women be like, women, as I got older, women start be like, oh, you so handsome. I'm like, look, stop calling me handsome. Say I'm debonair. So like, I completely understand him. When you feel a certain <laughs> way about yourself, that's how you want to be addressed. And that's why he's letting people know that. Because he's going to change it eventually. He's going to stop saying I'm handsome. and start saying I'm good looking. So I salute your son for that. Salute to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cancers unite. I'm sure you do. Is it, oh my gosh. But my mom's the same way. Like my mom, my mom's the sweetest person like she always wanted us to be like the Brady Bunch she's the one that's like we gotta eat dinner together we gotta do this like she's so sensitive and just so family oriented but then she'll just I don't know my mom will just say something she'll just look like she, <laughs> how, you know, you'll FaceTime her well, how's your hair is this that's how you wear your hair today it's like yeah mom oh okay we have very wear it on your sleeve honesty like we're just gonna be honest and wear it on the sleeve yes. every day every mm -hmm. day I, like i said i don't think you guys are like that on purpose i think it's just it's just it's just how you guys are individuals and Indiv yeah. so okay so let's get back to this i want to know something about you that you may not be telling people what is what are your goals going for? Because I mean, we are in 2021. We're in the summer. Cleveland, Ohio's getting ready to get hot. You know, things are opening up. They're letting concerts. People are performing everywhere. What are your goals going forward? So what you're telling, what you're asking me is to give you my secrets. No, no, no. Don't give me no secrets. But what okay. You, but what what are you striving for? Let's just say. That's from a now, secret. No, no, no. From now to <laughs> December 31st, what is something mm -hmm. you want to accomplish for yourself and your brand? I'm thinking because that just sounds like I'm going to give away some stuff. Let me think. Let me, okay, let me don't think give of what I can tell. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to think of what I can tell you. Well, first of all, since you bragged about being a cancer, I'm a oh. Capricorn and we're the goats. Oh. So let's just let's just put that out there. So you December, right? Capricorns in December? Yes, December. Uh, y'all cold hearted because y'all born Dece in this winter. Y'all cold. December Capricorns are where it's at. January Capricorns, I don't know. I can't speak for those people. Uh, my birthday is, a, is Christmas Eve, December 24th. LeBron Which, James is a December right. Capricorn, too. I was just about to say that he's like December 22nd, 23rd, or something like that. Something like that. 31st. 31st. Oh. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a December Capricorn. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you want to associate yourself with Tiger. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. I always tell people, listen, it depends on who raised you. <laughs> it's the it's the car and his blazing. Yeah. It's the car and his blazing. <laughs> I feel like Capricorn powers are activated when you're raised by the right people. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. They're activated when you're raised by the right people. We begin the zodiac and we end the zodiac. That's why we're the goat. But anyway. Oh, okay. I see what you did. You don't know that. I see what you did there. <laughs> um but honestly 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 so i have um some new merchants coming out and there is the inspiration behind my new merch and this brand i'm expanding my merch line i'm expanding that brand and the inspiration behind it is my great-grandmother and she was the first that I know of. She was the first woman entrepreneur in um, my family. 
So um, it's, it's inspired by her and it's all about um, inspiring, empowering and uplifting people. Um, it's all about delving into your spirituality and um, just really, really, really focusing on yourself and your purpose in life. So that's one of my goals is to launch that the way that I envision it to be launched. Like I have everything written down. I know exactly how everything looks. I have everything, not everything, but I have the different pieces, but um, there's a certain way that I want it to be launched and I'm waiting for a few more things to be approved uh, before that's launched. But I, that's like the, the, one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to mainly because it's inspired by my great grandmother and um, anyone that knows me knows that um, I really, really, really appreciate my family for sitting us down and giving us our family history. I'm one of those people that actually knows about my family and where they come from and you know, things that they've sacrificed in order for me to be sitting here talking to you right now. So when I walk around, I carry around my great grandparents legacy that they set and laid for me and left for me. And that's where my pride in myself comes from. That's where my work ethic comes from. That's where my pride in my family comes from. That's where me continuing to live in my purpose comes from. It's understanding what my great grandparents went through in order for me to be where I am right now. Um, so that is something that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the second ebook that I'm working on. It's done. I'm just putting out, I'm just getting the promo stuff together. So I would say that those are the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to this year that I would like to talk about <laughs> beautiful beautiful i like it i love it things that are that are passion for you and so close to your heart those things always come out the best in my opinion because it's something you're really gonna put everything into not saying you're not putting everything into things that you're yeah. doing but those things in particular you just take your time on just you cooking that pot of stew for a long time before you serve it you know absolutely so i really i really respect that so what I like to do on my podcast is I like to ask a mystery question. Um, but before okay. I get to my mystery question, I just, I want to, I want to know something about you that I've always wanted to ask. Have you <laughs> ever, have you ever felt overwhelmed with the things that you're doing? Cause it seems like you're not, not that you jump from one thing for another, but it yeah. seems like you take a lot of things on your plate because like you said, you like to stay busy. You don't like mm -hmm. to, you don't like to sit still. So have you ever felt like maybe I should be doing this right now, but I don't want to miss this opportunity. Cause you said you gave a lot of stuff away as a blessing. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that lets me know that you open up room for other things for you to do. So do you feel like you get overwhelmed with things after a while? No, I only become overwhelmed if I am unable to be creative that's really the only time I become overwhelmed because if you go back to what I was saying earlier, when things come into my lap, I actually figure out if it fits within what I'm doing right now. Okay. If something doesn't fit, then I won't do it. And that's the other thing that I learned about being selfful is learning the art of saying no. I will tell you that I don't want to do something in a minute. Like I will say, 
know very fast. Um, and I've also learned to say no without having to explain myself. If I tell you I don't want to do it, that is the sentence. That no is the answer. Not no because I, I just had to learn that you don't owe anyone an explanation for your mental health. <laughs> you don't owe anyone an explanation for why you don't want to do something. If someone doesn't want to do something, they don't want to do it. Period. Period. So, Point blank. So yeah. Feel like we've been best friends in another life because I wake up saying no. I tell people no all the time. I'm not afraid to say I tell my mother no for my yeah. peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? You have to tell people no. It's important yeah. so people don't just because people don't care about your time. They care about mm -hmm. what they want when mm -hmm. they have the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I you have to show you have to teach people how to respect you. They will mm -hmm. do whatever it is you allow them to do, even if they aren't coming into the situation to purposely be disrespectful they just do whatever you allow them to do so you have to show people and teach people how to respect you and that's what i do right i tell people all the time i'm not a nice person because my mother raised me uh don't be disrespectful but don't let no one disrespect you so i could care mm -hmm. less if i'm a nice person but i'm not gonna come up to you and just Hey, no, I'm going to say, hello, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you walking in when I'm walking in, I'm going to hold the door. It's just, that's just common courtesy. You know what I'm saying? Chivalry mm -hmm. ain't dead on my part, but that's how I believe in respect, earn mm -hmm. respect, show people things like that. So I don't strive to be a nice person. I strive to just be treated the way I want to be treated. Reciprocation. I, yeah, I fully believe in that. I fully believe in that. But mm -hmm. I got I got something. So we've been talking about business and brand. We talked about cancer. We talked about how you got started management and everything. When mm -hmm. it, this is my mystery question. When do you have time for you? Like, are you dating? Are you married? Do you go out to eat? Do you like putt putt? Do you can't shoot poo? Can you throw darts? I mean, can you do a front flip or cartwheel? I mean, like you like ice cream flavor <laughs> flavor. I mean, you, you know that's that's the reason why I said I think people have this misconception of me because I'm so like straightforward online and on social media. And most of the time when people get to meet me, it's at like a networking event where I'm in business mode. So I really think that people don't know that I'm actually fun. I, I love doing fun things. And that's one of the reasons that I started vlogging. I haven't really vlogged as much as I used to or put out a lot of my vlogs. So I have a lot of footage that I need to put out. But one of the reasons that I started vlogging is because I think that people think that I don't have fun. I know people know I'm human, but I don't think they really realize that I'm human. Like I'm, I will say this, I am way more domesticated than people think that I am. I love to cook. Like, okay, that's my, I do. Like, I don't think people know that. Like I love cooking my favorite thing to bake i love making sweet potato pies i love making pound cake for holidays oh like oh. i'm the sweet potato pie person on holidays i have cooked full thanksgiving dinner people have come over like i'm i love um reading is like one of my favorite things to do i love going to museums um mm. Hey, best like, friend. Okay. Yeah, like Where I'm that going? type of person. <laughs> yeah, I'm that type of person. Like I enjoy like picnics and stuff. I don't think we're supposed to call them picnics anymore, but I what? love the outdoor eatery things. <laughs> Wait, but, um, we're not supposed to call them picnics no more. That's no. When did that come down the pipeline? 
it was like, you know, during all this time during the pandemic, people had time to research and it came from like pick a nigga. Then it came down to picnic and it was all around that type of stuff. Do I, I need to do my Googles on now. that? Yes, do your Googles on that. But I wow. know we're not calling them picnics anymore. But yeah, so I mean, typical things like I love shopping. I love self-care. I love getting facials. I love getting pedicures. I really, really really love cooking more than people know i love like decorating like home interior stuff like lifestyle type stuff like my other side of me is like this very domesticated like lifestyle type person who loves to go to museums and um going to the lake and stuff like that like i played listen people don't even know i played cello for a long time like i i'm that type of person i can read music and, and I mean, I can read music in the back of the CD covers if that's not. Uh, no. <laughs> oh no, okay. no, no, no. I play. I play like I was in an orchestra. I played classical guitar. I played piano. I was in wow. theater. I love theater, like that type, of, like theater, theater. Not no disrespect to, um, you know, like. Oh, I get it. Why, why my man leave me? And he left my no. I like theater. <laughs> okay, so it it sounds like to me that. You got a lot to offer. So it's it's are you are are you auditioning for someone? Are you letting someone know out there that you that you ready? Like, look, I'm domesticated. I, I don't know cook. if anyone is ready for me. Ooh, like, talk I your think, shit, Queen. I, I don't. Talk your I don't shit. think anyone's ready for me. Like, mm. I don't. Like, I you have to be a very whole individual. Okay. Okay. To, step into this arena because I'm a very whole person and I'm expecting that reciprocation of giving my whole self to someone that's willing to give their whole self and then we come together and it's just a powerful thing you know you know what I heard that you a grown-ass woman and you have your <laughs> own life and you ain't taking no random ass nigga like you better step up or step up that's what I heard exactly Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was in a very, 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 I came from a Christian background too. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like you, and I had to overcome a lot of things that I was taught, you know, growing up, just being in a super Christian home. Um, and you know, I was in a really, 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 really long relationship and, um, you know, and they came from like a super Christian background as well. And it was just like, a lot of therapy needed to be had. So it wasn't mm. like a bad thing. It was just becoming an adult and realizing that, um, especially when you're with someone since you were a teenager, just becoming an adult and realizing things that happen from a religious background and just saying like, okay, this needs time, therapy, and separation. So, mm. yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> Don't, look, I ain't gonna never let you forget you told me you like to cook because... I, like I do. I like. I love eat. cooking, and I'll bring Tupperwares that way. I don't have to leave empty-handed. Like I don't want okay. you to think I ain't like the food. So, but yeah, I, I. Okay. I'm. I'm really glad that I was able to finally talk to you and learn so much because I feel like I learned so much. Usually, when I interview people, mm-hmm. I learn a certain amount from them. I really think I learned a good portion of how you think and how you move mm-hmm. a little bit and just. You've just family oriented and you said you're domestic and you and you said your son. And it's just that lets me know you are someone who has so much more life to live and to give. But mm-hmm. you also want people to know that look, 
I am right here in front of you. Don't just come to me for business. You can come and have a conversation. We can go have some coffee. We yes. I'm like, you know, people, people, people sometimes think there's either one or the other. Like I won't get both. I can only come for you to business. I can't come for you just to get to know you. So like, I, I hope when people see this and they hear this, that they're like, oh, okay. She's, she's more than a businesswoman, a brand, someone who has brands. She is a everyday person. She just told you she want to have a water Thank balloon. You, a water balloon. Everyone fight. comes to me. Yes, everyone comes <laughs> to me like business, and I appreciate that. But I, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. You know that balance. But a lot of people, they do feel like they can't invite me to fun stuff. It's just like business and business only, and that's how they see me. And the that's- Capricorn in me is just like, yeah, that's that's all I want you to see. But like the woman of part of me is just like, no, I really want you to see me as like a woman because right. I'm a woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, a beautiful but, black woman. Say that <laughs> a beautiful, amazing, there you best, go. The best black woman. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to I, I did the when you asked me about how I balance everything because you made me think of this. And I, I usually do give this answer when you're like, how do you balance everything? Do you feel overwhelmed? And when I said I learned the art of saying no, what I also want to let everyone know is I choose my family first mm. because everything else will always be there. My family comes first. There's no, there's no, well, what about, no, my family comes first because at the end of the day, whether you gain the world or you lose the world, your family's going to be right there with you, especially if you are a parent or you are in, or you have a significant other, like your family comes first. And as long as you prioritize your life like that, everything else will fall into place the way that it's supposed to. I agree. I agree. If you don't prioritize your life, you'll just be out of order. You'll have things going one day. So it's, I think it's when people, when I used to work nine to fives and when I just always ask you like, what do you like more than a paycheck? And I used to tell them like, I do this for my kids. I listen, I don't need any other reason besides that. I not only do I pay child support, but I want to put my kids in things. I want to make sure they can come to me for things. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to have family first and, Mm -hmm. Some people don't, you know, I put myself first and my my kids and my family. That's that's my order. Like, that's mm-hmm. always my order. You don't have to ever mm-hmm. put your friends up high because you're, that's why they're your friends. Your friends know they come in where they fit in. And that's, that's mm-hmm. real friends. So mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with you about putting those things first. You know, like, I tell people a funny story real quick. I always tell people because I'm Christian, like, besides God giving us life, the best thing he ever gave us was a brain so we can make the right decisions because there are right and wrong things. So God gave us a brain so we can make that choice. And a mm-hmm. lot of people don't realize that it is your choice to do what you want when you're able to provide for yourself or provide for your kids. Like it's your choice. Do what you think is best and what you're comfortable with and what you can live with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. You know, don't, don't, and don't, you know, I can get in, go whole down the mud slide of things like that, but I just think those are <laughs> important. But more importantly, I would like to tell you thank you. I'm just so happy that you answered the email and was willing to ask the necessary questions so you can feel comfortable doing it. Because like I told you, people always ask me that, like, what's the podcast about? Because I want them to ask me that so I can explain. Mm-hmm. And I don't never feel like, you know, 
when people say they're going to do the podcast and they don't do it. And when people ask questions and knowing they really don't want to be on it, like I appreciate the people who take the time to ask me the questions. So I'm forever grateful that you came on to the podcast. I'm glad that I got to see you, hear you. And <laughs> I look forward to seeing you out in the town and just shaking your hand and giving you a hug. Cause I'm a hugger too. That's what cancer is. Yeah. And I'm tall and I have long arms, so I'm just gonna surround you. Oh yeah, with the love, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna surround you with the short. love. I'm short. I like that. <laughs> I'm 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 only five two, so. Okay, well I'm six three, so I'm gonna have to bend all the way down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just make but sure you. Thank you so much. Wait, mm -hmm. say that again. What are you make, saying? I was gonna say, make sure you keep some pound cake on you, cause I heard what you said about making a pound cake. So let's see what a pound cake is. <laughs> oh already my gosh. I don't even know why I put that out there. All right. All right. I will do that. I will package it up a little bit. But um, but thank you so much for this. I hope that anyone that, you know, was tuned in, they got something out of this. I never really know if I'm giving enough or not, whatever, too much. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was just myself. But I really appreciate this. Like I said, I don't really do too many interviews where I'm on the other side. I'm used right. to interviewing. Right. So, yes. It's all over your IG. You are that's what you do. I was like, man, she 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 really listen. That's how long that's it's been since even, that's like five percent. That's what I'm saying. It's been so long since I've been able to just read your stuff. Cause like I said, once I got off Facebook, I wasn't following the things you were doing no more. So when I saw you on Twitter and I started, I was like, oh, she got an IG. I'm on your website. I'm like, man, she even more busier than when I was following her. So I know your grind is real. Your grind is real. So like, you know, I just, I'm just so grateful. And I hope that we, at some point we can sit down and talk like, listen, if, if, if ain't nobody else doing it, I take it out, we go on a date so we can talk some more and I get to know you some more. I could care less about the business side. We'll get to that when it's necessary for us to get to that. But listen, I like to eat. I like to go out when you was talking about museums. I read, well, I read five books last year, but I only read one so far this year. I'm tripping. But I would love to just find out what type of books you like. So listen, we going to definitely stay in contact. I'm going to definitely try to be someone that uh, we you can just chill with and, and just enjoy. As a human being, yeah. as a regular person. Yes, listen. Not just someone that says, hey, let me pick your brain about this. Like, oh, my God, not another business question. Okay. Don't, take, don't take this the wrong way, anyone out there. Because that's how I get my money through consultations. Right. But I don't always want to be that person. Yeah, every yeah. That's, ti that's tiring that every time your phone yeah. rings, it's business. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to call yeah. and hear some tea. You want somebody to send you a funny IG post or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So Please. Listen. Listen, you <laughs> next time I go on a hike or something, I'm gonna just hit you up like, hey, you trying to go? You free? You know, I'm gonna yes. be that person. So all right. So cool. Like I always. like red wine. I like red, red wine. wine, just so you I know. I can't drink wine and get makes my stomach hurt and gives me a headache. So I I drink water. You're using the wrong wine. See, everybody says that to me. I ha I have a lot of women friends, and they all drink wine. I've tried yeah. at least fifty wines in my life, in my adult really? life, and I don't. It was only one that I like, but I tried to buy. I went to buy it on my own, and I got sick. I'm like, it's not for me. Wine oh, is just yeah. not for me. So, Grey Goose with cranberry or water or lemonade. You know, that's where I'm at. Well, let's, well, then you can bring, I'm very picky about my water. Like it has to be sparkling water, but it has to be a certain mm. kind. And I only drink 
like alkaline waters. So me too. I just discovered one in fresh time. It was the best alkaline pH balanced mm-hmm. water I ever had in my life. I got teased mm-hmm. for it because my homie's like, "You trying to fix your pH balance? Let me get out of here." But you know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> what are friends for if they don't tease you? Right, so. right, right, yeah. right. So yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And like, before yeah. I get out of here, I want to tell people: please stay safe. Wear your mask. You're still wearing your mask. And most importantly, what I always say before I get out of here is eat more chicken. Because I'm a chicken lover. I'm a chicken connoisseur. <laughs> I don't overpay for chicken wings. So I want to tell people to eat more chicken out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> and to Miss Cream of the Crop, thank you. And I will be talking to you real soon. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Thanks again for inviting me. This was great. Absolutely. <laughs> and enjoy your holiday. Um, I will email you about the okay. stuff anything you want me to promote when this comes out this comes out next friday that'll be the ninth i think the ninth the ninth so this will be out next yeah. friday at, at um okay at noon and so i'll email you about what you want me to put in there but other than that thank you very much have a good holiday and i can't wait to get <laughs> out in these streets with you yes absolutely thank you so much enjoy yes. your day and have a yes. good holiday as well all right all thank right. you Peace. bye